Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are going to be discussing Ted Lasso and the series finale season, series final season. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It feels like we haven't recorded in forever, so I'm like, how do I talk? I don't remember. It's so, it's weird. We tried to go as long as possible without recording this episode, but when we reached a lull in shows, we felt like we needed to finish it up. Yeah. It's just so hard. I pretty much only heard bad things. <laughs> <laughs> like, even from, like, fans. So, yes. Wasn't that excited, but we needed to see for ourselves. We can't judge without us watching ourselves, you know? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's not as fun to be rude about something when you are only being rude about from what it, you, the headlines you've seen online. So now we have an educated perspective and we will get into it. Yes. But first, uh, I know Jordan has a lot of news, so hit it. Well, did you see that the Emmys are officially postponed? I did. I'm glad because I don't want some sort of like half-assed kind of Emmys like they did with like the Tonys you know yeah I totally agree um it's weird because the original date September 18th like sounds kind of far away but it's actually not it's like soon a month and a half yeah so as far as I know no new date yet but it's postponed very sad but glad I don't have anything to base this off of other than a pop base tweet so I haven't fact checked it but I heard it from someone else too that someone said that Taylor Swift is in the early stages of developing a TV show with succession writer, Alice Birch, according to the sun Birch reportedly caught Taylor's attention while seeing how she shaped Shiv Roy's character in the series. <laughs> and then I heard from a coworker that like, it's supposedly about like her exes, but I don't know if that's true. I don't know if mm. any of this is true, but it has to do with TV and Taylor Swift. So we are Legally required to report it. Totally. And succession. Like it's. A <laughs> yeah. It's all our three whole brands <laughs> wrapped into one. Truly, truly, truly. Um, yeah. I'm excited to, I'm excited to learn more. Whatever it is. Yeah. Did you see that Donald Glover and his brother, Stephen Glover are now going to write the Lando series at Disney plus the original writer left And I saw something today, which I did not fact check this, that the previous writer, Justin Simeon, found out that uh, Donald was going to write like on an Instagram post. And I kind of feel like that could be real because I feel like that's how a lot of people find stuff out anymore, which is like messed up. But I'm sad for that guy, but I am excited about Donald and Steven writing Lando. They're the ones who do Atlanta, basically. Yeah, seriously. I did see this, and I was very excited. Um, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I feel like Donald Glover, was it in, like, a GQ article or something that recently came out? He, like, kind of hinted at potentially bringing the Lando character back. And so I wasn't surprised yeah. to see this, but... Um, yeah. I was surprised to see that they're going to write it. Yeah. 
And yeah. I guess another surprising thing is that I don't remember like a formal announcement of the series. Like this is kind of the, the formal, like he was kind of like, it was like hints. So that is kind of interesting too. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry to Justin Simeon. Um, well, speaking of Disney plus, did you see that the actor Kihei Kwan is joining Loki season two? And I'm excited. We liked Loki. Yeah, this trailer actually was pretty fun. I didn't even watch the trailer. I didn't know there was a trailer. Good to know. It Yeah, and it, it was pretty interesting. Um, especially because the latest Marvel show that has like an 8% uh, rating um, <laughs> for the the series or the season finale. The one that I was thought that the one that like, like sounds fake and did yeah. AI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was it titled? Again? Um, uh, Secret invasion. I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, Loki was good. And season two looks like it'll be very fun and quick and silly. Which I like. Love that. They also there speaking of new trailers, there is also a new trailer for season three of Only Murders in the Building. Um, I did not watch this trailer, but watching it right now on mute looks fun. Meryl Streep, <laughs> Paul Rudd. Um It's hard to tell. I feel like in the last couple seasons they've tricked us and like a big guest star name is really not in it very much. But it looks like Meryl Streep might be in it a lot which is kind of fun oh interesting we'll see if that's true i'm surprised i didn't see that pop up on my feed at all well it's it's kind of getting confusing of who's allowed to promote stuff and who's not i guess it's like actors aren't yeah that's and true that's probably why aren't. i'm not seeing it yeah but like i really only the magazines like, yeah i are. follow i follow those interesting yeah pretty weird i did see that silo season two is on indefinite hiatus because of the strikes so everything is basically on an indefinite hiatus right now but that terminology just sounds really bad that makes it that reminds it's giving like one direction (laughs) (laughs) and honestly yeah hiatus is a very triggering word to the one directioners (laughs) and so it's not good to hear (sighs) it And it's also funny to me to hear, like, that there has to be, like, a news article, like, officially announcing each and every single show. It's like, I just assume that they all are. I think it's more interesting if they're not. So just. True. It's also, I think the word indefinite is also weird because it's like, why don't you say temporary hiatus? Yeah. Like, do you think, is the strike literally going to go on forever? Don't know. It's, wow. it's going on indefinitely. Doomsday. Um, I also saw that Paramount Plus is going to release the full length episodes of the last season of RuPaul's Drag Race that were cut short for the Todger Call show. <laughs> 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 the best, the real friends of WeHo. <laughs> um, there was a bad Todger Call um, blind in Dumois the other day <laughs> really oh i love hearing bad stuff about him is that bad it was it was saying no it's funny it was saying that 
um, he held like a big house party and like all of the neighbors were complaining and like called 911 <laughs> and that they were, they were cleaning up trash from the party the next morning oh or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, anyway uh, i'm glad you clarified really the 90 minute thing because i was a little bit confused i saw the news on that and i wasn't really sure what that meant i didn't understand that i assumed that they like when they first cut it they like cut the episodes for mtv originally so mm-hmm. interesting that they have they had they filmed enough footage and like made enough for the original length of the episodes right, and that does make weird. sense why it felt kind of weird mm-hmm. well it, it was just like such a bad combo because they had the m- more queens than usual starting out the season and then shorter episodes because like with commercials it's like 45 minutes compared to like you know a full hour or longer when it's mm-hmm. 90 minute with commercials so it's just not a good combo but i also read again <laughs> Not pop base, but pop crave. They reported <laughs> same, same that, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, that the season fifteen queens aren't gonna make any additional money for the longer episodes that are now gonna be streaming, and they didn't. They weren't notified about it until like right before they just posted the information, like from the like from the Drag Race social accounts. Um, and I thought that was interesting because it's kind of like it's the hot topic to bring up potential like payment discrepancies right now. And I never would have, I probably wouldn't have thought about, Oh, maybe the people in the show should get paid extra because now they're airing longer episodes. So I I think that's a little interesting. I don't, I'm not as outraged maybe about as like the, the writer's strike and stuff, but like, you know, they're on air longer. Maybe they should get extra residuals for that. If they get viewed a lot on streaming. It's like two episodes. It's like double the time. So, yeah, it's just I feel like a lot of it's kind of cool right now because people are being empowered to speak up when something's not fair because of all Mm -hmm. the strike stuff. When most things, it would just be like, oh, I'll just take my 80 cent check (laughs) and be quiet. (laughs) So, yeah, seriously. And I am excited to watch the longer episodes. So unless they tell me that that's not, if that's a rude thing to do, if they're not getting paid. So <laughs> I'll stand by. <laughs> I want to support. Sasha um, Colby uh, was the one that posted it that I saw. And I she saw was just stoked about it. Yeah. So I feel like that is a green light, but maybe that was before she knew she wasn't getting paid. Yeah. Well, she got the grand prize money, so maybe it's the other she doesn't ones. She need that as much. Yeah, she's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, One more thing that I thought was interesting was that there's uh, reports that Tina Fey is in talks to, be- like, take over Lorne Michaels' job once he, if he ever retires. Like, she'll be the new Lorne, the executive producer for SNL. And this tweet, <laughs> this tweet I saw about this was this other TV writer. And she said, she about to run that shit like the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> and it just really cracked me up because especially coming off the comments Tina Fey made about the other two and what, how messy their production was. <laughs> mm-hmm. And SNL is like notoriously like, 
favoritism or like whatever Lauren wants he gets, you know? And so it's like, mm-hmm. what? I don't know. Like, I don't know what that would look like, but I don't know. Kind of cool. Lauren Michaels is 78. That is very interesting. And I've always wondered like, when is Lauren going to give it up? And like, I'm curious, like how coherent he really is. Um, yeah. Well, I've always wondered, is he funny? Like, I don't know question. anything about him or his history. Like, was he actually a comedian mm-hmm. or just a businessman? I, d- I literally don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Anytime Bowen, like, mentions anything about him, I'm like, rewind, listen again, need to pay attention. But I couldn't actually totally. repeat anything right now. But it's always very fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Well, there's probably, he probably can't really say that much. It's not like he's going to no. air dirty laundry while he's employed yeah. or even after. I don't know. But yeah, I thought that was very interesting and kind of exciting potentially if it actually happens. Yeah, I would, I would like, I would like that. I support it. Okay, for our top three, we're doing one of our favorite things to do, which is date, Mary kill. Out of Roy Kent, Beard, and Ted Lasso, date, Mary kill, go. It's surprisingly hard because shockingly very hard. Yeah, um, I mean the easy one for me is Mary Roy. Still, I also said Mary Roy. Love him. I think he's the hottest guy on the show and has uh, like the least annoying personality of the men on the show. And now is where it gets impossible because <laughs> here's here's my logic. Ted is better looking than Beard to me, but Beard is less annoying and he's not Jason Sudeikis. But would I know that if I just met Ted once? Like, do I pull a sassy, a character on the show, and date Ted for one night, you know, tell him he's a mess and leave? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and I think that's what I'd have to do and kill Beard. Even though Beard put up a good fight in this, in this, yeah, uh, you date, know, Mary Kill. I went ahead. So I said Mary Roy. I said date Beard. I think that Beard wow. could, would, he, it would be a good story. It would he, be. He's a very exciting person. Yes. He is. You never know what he's going to say, what he's going to do, what he's going to wear. Yeah. Um, and I respect this choice. I, mean, I really do. He loves his girlfriend so much. And that is sweet. Yeah. And he also is, he's in tune with his emotions, actually. Yeah. He is. He's very, he's pretty emotionally mature, I would say. Yeah. I actually, I'm not going to change my answer, but it it's almost like the debate is, do you marry Roy or Beard? A little bit. Because he's actually <laughs> more emotionally mature than Roy. It's true. In this phrasing where we're saying date, I say Beard. <laughs> if we were changing it to the more common phrase, um, I probably would switch that around yeah i mean that's kind of more what i was thinking because in my scenario i don't even really get to know ted that well to know that he's like the mess that he is yeah and jason sudeikis is an attractive guy you know yeah it's like a one night stand type of scenario Mm -hmm. but the second one of his one-liners would come out of ted's mouth i would have the ick and want to get out of there truly truly so that's why i went ahead and said kill ted i think that's 
I mean, I think that's the better answer. Yeah. <laughs> There's no better. I really do. I Hopefully really do. Hopefully we'll I never have it. to run into this actual <laughs> situation. <laughs> Ted Lasso season three. <laughs> I personally watched eight of the episodes in one night or one day. Um, and so it's torture. It was a little bit torturous, but it's funny, especially because that does not, that actually means you watch more than eight hours because a lot of those episodes are over an hour long. That is true. Very good point. When I was complaining about what I had done to myself by making myself watch all of these episodes in one day, my mom was like, but they're so short and go so fast. And I was like, excuse me, Erin. Do you know that these episodes are over an hour long? And she was like, what? I thought they were 30 minutes. I'm like, lucky you no. that they feel so short. But it's funny because I, I haven't had, I haven't really binged a show like this in a long time. Like usually I, I will watch a show like when we're watching a show for the podcast, I try to watch like a couple episodes every day so that I'm not like watching all of them at once because binging has become surprisingly hard for me and binging. I've now know I have a notes app list of like all my thoughts on Ted Lasso season three that I have to like scroll like three times. I have so many notes. Oh my (laughs) gosh. That is so, that is so funny because it's like, I, we kind of switched for this week because I mean, I still have notes too. But usually, like, I'm the binger, and I feel like I have more notes that then when we record, I'm like, um, never mind. These are so stupid. <laughs> yeah, most of these notes And you're like, I don't have any notes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny how I have more notes when binging than non-binging. Yeah. That's just, that was an observation <clears throat> that I had. Um, and another thing while watching the season... I was just thinking, like, how did anyone watch this week by week? Because virtually nothing happens until, like, the last handful of episodes. Mm-hmm. I would I think that that's really interesting to think about. And I, since I broke them up, when you said that to me, I was like, I had to think about it. Like, oh, wow, you're right. Like, every development that is going on in, like, the first part of the season actually started in season two. Like, Nate working for the other team. Uh, Keely and Roy breaking up. Keely starting her business. That all happened in, like, the season two finale. So, it's not like those are new things. No. It was pretty wild to me. Yeah. I think that the show in this season got lazy. And I think you can tell that from the, like, the imbalance of story action how it kind of doesn't start for a a while. Um, The jokes and the plot points were very, very predictable, Um, which I know I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, that is, it's kind of a hard plot to maintain because in season one, it's fun because Ted is like this fish out of water. He, Rebecca was like trying to lose intentionally. That was kind of like exciting and, and then Ted's winning her over. So, like, their relationship is changing a lot. Um, and then, like, Roy and Keeley were getting together. And there was sexual tension. But then it's, like, season two, it's, like, okay, everyone's kind of, like, settling into the groove. And that was kind of – that there was, like, that was kind of fun to watch. And season yeah. three, it's, like, 
what do you do? Like, and now we're just ending. Nothing else you could do. Yeah. And like, we all know Ted's going home. Yeah. And it's so it's just like obvious. A means to an end. And like one of my biggest, uh, one of my biggest complaints was like the new recruit Zava or whatever that they introduced. I was like, Oh yeah. He's like the only new thing that happens at the beginning. Huh? Yeah. And I also like, I don't need another character. I think that this show kind of suffers from the same thing that I was talking about last week with. And just like that, where they have way too many characters that we're supposed to care about. And so like for so much time to be spent on him and like, we didn't get any real Roy Kent like stuff Mm -mm. until like episode nine. And I wonder if I, part of me, I just thought of this part of me wonders if like Jason Sudeikis was like kind of jealous that like Roy Kent was getting so much love after season two that he's like, yeah, I'm not giving him any more good press (laughs) or storylines. I mean, that's not, that doesn't feel far off. From reality, in my opinion, from how we know Jason apparently is under that charming facade. Yeah. Hashtag believe. We should have prefaced this. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. But like when the Jason Sudeikis Olivia Wilde texts were released by their nanny, things really took a turn for Jordan and I and our impression of Jason Sudeikis and who he may really be and I am also like a Harry Styles stan so that's another (laughs) layer to it and I will say I did laugh when there's a scene where Ted is like looking at his ex-wife's like new love interest Facebook and there's a picture of him um in a banana costume and that is like very Harry Styles coded really yes wow interesting i mean that's the thing as a harry styles stan it would almost make you team jason because you would be like anti-olivia so though that when that news broke from their nanny and what a creep i mean that's a light light term for the stuff he did i mean he laid under her car so she couldn't leave like yes because she would have run him over that's really unhealthy behavior (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway yeah i do feel like there a lot of it i mean we were kind of sour on ted lasso as a show i think already just because like we there were things we liked about season two but it kind of was getting a little uh, like kind of work to watch it and then throw that on top of it where it's like this is everyone's favorite feel-good show and ted lasso is so cute and what a oh he's just this character and they they have a the show runs a twitter account that tweets like him and he just says the most gosh darn cutie things all day and then to actually have like jason tudakis who essentially like is ted lasso in the eyes of the public that he actually is like kind of scary and mm-hmm. we like makes does all these weird things and also quotes his own TV show to his employee in his text messages, like as though he is Ted Lasso. That is very off-putting. And so I did go into the show for sure, tainted, like for sure. So it's good to acknowledge all that. Cause I do think we've like referenced those things 
in past episodes, but I don't think we've like, explained kind of the story. Well, and I thought it was also interesting because I feel like a little bit of his little um, psychotic behavior leaked into the show a little bit because there is a part where he makes Rebecca hire a private investigator to see if his ex is like getting engaged in Paris. And I'm like, that Mm. is... That might have been when I was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I did not remember that. I remember him freaking out about Paris and he was being really annoying. And everyone was telling him he's being annoying. So that was like intentional. But I do not remember him hiring a private investigator. I mean, it's interesting. Season one, you're like, wow, like who would ever leave this guy? He's like so nice and sweet. And then obviously they unpack his character more and like how closed off he actually is about his, his own feelings and stuff. But season three, it's like, girl, run. I'm so sorry you have to co-parent with this man. Oh, like he honestly wow. didn't really ha- he didn't really have any like real big growth i feel like like no. we kind like he kind of ends up being in the same position where we initially saw him like he's not like dating someone new or like has a new like he understood so- like football a little bit more at the end yeah yeah i was gonna say i was like he he knows football now he w- is in therapy, technically, so Which we have to give him credit for that. is another one of my complaints, because the <laughs> the therapist, I'm sorry, they locked her in a room and made her just, her whole storyline just be from, like, a weird hotel, but then I was confused by that storyline. Yeah, especially when she was actually one of my favorite parts of season two, her character. Yeah, me too. It was fun. One of my things I could not get past this season was... How in the world does Nate get that job as the head coach of the best team in the league this season? Like, that makes no sense. I was even actually, I did some extra research. I was talking to our friend from England who's obsessed with Premier League football. And I was like, can you tell me if this is realistic? Would (laughs) he actually ever get this job? Is that even possible? Because to me, who knows nothing about football, seems the complete, like, are, is this show trying, is this supposed to be realistic or should I just throw any of that out the window? And she said, um, it's, she was like, sometimes like a manager's assistant could become one, but they have to have more experience typically, or they're a former player. She was like, it's very improbable, especially because he was the kit man like four games before that. And I was like, okay, that's all I needed to know. It would just have made way more sense for Roy Kent to have done that than Nate. When you said that, I like, I was so, I was really sad that they didn't explore that on this show because that would be a genuine, huge betrayal Especially even to the audience, because we would be like, this is a character we love. Yes. <sighs> that would have been way more interesting. And then, like, Nate's whole storyline just got lamer and lamer and lamer and more confusing. And I was just like, so why cringy. is this person even here? It was very sad. Something else, I was really surprised. Um, we did get to see like kind of an apology. We got to see the apology moment between Nate and Ted, but we didn't ever really see 
like him his entry back in onto the team like he just suddenly was like there and so i was like did i miss something Hmm? like the players came and like asked him to come back like at the restaurant he worked at and but then like he still didn't like that was when his girlfriend was basically begging him to leave (laughs) and then it's just like all of a sudden he's just like in the locker room again i'm like did they actually even offer you a position there again like you just got to go back without even like (laughs) It was so weird. And everyone, I mean, everyone was really nice. But I was like, no one is going to be, like, call him out on any of this? No? Okay. Cool. Guess there's no consequences in this world. I I will say I was a little surprised. I was worried. I was like, what if they, with Ted leaving, if they gave it to Nate? That would be insane. (laughs) Oh, wow. And I'm so glad they didn't. But yeah, I I actually was pretty pleased that Roy got it. Like I was like, oh my, I I'm not like you know I don't have a completely dead heart. I did like that. One of my notes is actually because something that also was really bothering me all season was every conversation that the players had felt like AI wrote it. It was like so corny. They just didn't. It didn't feel like real people were speaking, and mm-hmm. it was really bugging me. But. I did, unfortunately, I did tear up when they were cleaning, helping uh, Sam clean up his restaurant. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was the really nice. Part. <laughs> <laughs> also, Sam Richardson, I'm glad we got to see <laughs> yes. him for a small second. And that his lines, when he like starts imitating all of the different voice, voices that yeah. he made like, to call, I laughed out loud. I was That was the hardest I had laughed in the whole season. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. It would have been he if he were in the show more, that would have been exciting, especially because he brings this energy that is like kind of mean. Like the only like you can you have to have more negative things going on in this show. Like you can have a feel good show and still have problems and conflict. Like the only really villain is is Rebecca's ex and like we all know he's not going to like uh, prosper, you know, like mm-hmm. he's such a, he's like such an over the top villain. Like he's just straight up evil. Like it's just, not <laughs> he's even like, here, Nate, let, you don't need to have this restaurant hostess girlfriend <laughs> here. Have these sexy models. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like hilarious. Those poor girls. <laughs> I know. Uh, so yeah, I would have loved to see more him. Um, I, I also did like Rebecca and Keely are, are also the highlight of the season. They are, they're I great. Would, they're, they're fun. I would watch a spinoff with them. I love yeah, them like same. unpacking their dating lives and like, um, Keely going through like love bombing. I thought that was really fun and funny. Um, yeah, that stuff was good. That's actually a new plot line. Keely dating Jack that stuff I didn't actually mind meeting a new character I actually I thought those things were were pretty good yeah I felt like the Jack of it all was was decent um I did hate how they gave us like Keely being like boss girl like has this cool PR company and then all of a sudden in this season it's like but she's actually really dumb and she doesn't know what she's doing and like she's running this company into the toilet because she's just hiring her old pals from back in the day and just like 
doesn't know how money works and he's I just dating not. dating her boss and like nudes getting leaked yeah we never actually saw her getting to be really good at the job ever no and that made me sad because like she did that because she was really good at her job yeah so i didn't like that they did that also this is a very specific note but when her and jack first meet because jack gives her a tampon in the stall keely Mm -hmm. puts her leg on the wall to put the tampon in and i was like what what in the world i didn't I did not notice that. I was too. I was too uh, hypnotized by Jack's shoes that we saw at the, <laughs> the floor of the stall. <laughs> that I had is. To make sure those were really blingy. Hmm. I was like, never Why heard of someone do that? doing that. Does, do people? I, maybe. And some now girls I think do that. Maybe, but now I'm worried that there's a lot of general population men who think that that's how women have to put in a tampon. <laughs> Like her foot was t- like on the wall, like she above her lifted head. her leg and like put her foot on the door, like high. Oh my gosh! I mean, I do remember when I first started my period, like reading the instructions in the tampon boxes, you know, and yeah, like you're they, doing anything there, like that. They say stand up, but I learned pretty quickly that's not what I. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> That's my not my technique. That is so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I like all these moments that I did not catch <laughs> at all. <laughs> I love it too. They're so specific too. So it's yes. <laughs> funny that I'm even bringing them up, but I'm glad I did. But I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, this is kind of the last thing, and this is another specific thing, but this was, I had seen this clip online because it went viral, but it was when <laughs> the players are discussing, like, um, and it's not, it's not the message I have a problem with, it's the delivery, when the players are discussing, like, nudes and revenge, basically, like, revenge porn and, like, consent with that, and, like... <laughs> The way that they, they like popcorn each line around the locker room was like, okay, now your turn to say this point and now this point and all this. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? I would like to live in a world where a room full of like professional athletes, men are, are talking about like analyzing the etiquette of like letting your girlfriend delete the nudes of her on your phone and stuff like that. But it really, really was so after school especially that it was like unfortunately good points became like cringy and silly like it was just so unrealistic yes I had that same exact thought with that and the player who's gay and how that kind of his storyline kind of rolled out um because like these are like interesting things that I think are good to bring up, especially in a show that is like widely loved by like a, a lot of a wide range of people. Um, yeah. But like smart writing can do that in a way that doesn't feel like a lecture and like so talky. Mm-hmm. Like I just wish that I'm sorry. I cannot remember any of the players names, but like, Oh no. When, when the captain finds out that the teammate is gay when they're deleting their nudes off their phones he just like chucks the phone at him and then like walks away and then like you don't see or hear anything about it until like 
the very end of the season when he like is protective of him and then like comes at comes to him and is like why didn't you tell me and it's like mm-hmm. see the thing you should have done is like as soon as he found out be like I didn't know like I am sorry like who are you dating and just like be supportive without being like a having it be this whole thing where and then have it turn into him being like well why didn't you tell me it's like you lied to me yeah yes like we already know that like that's a thing let's show it how like let's show examples of like how it can be a good storyline and like how it should be done Mm -hmm. I totally agree it's like we've I've seen that conversation in shows for like decades now yeah it's like I thought you were mad because you're homophobic. No, I'm just mad because you lied to me and you didn't tell me your games. Like I have seen that play out over and over. And it actually is funny. Another stupid note I have is, is there any joke more tired than making fun of people taking pictures of their food? Cause that, like when Nate, they, Nate goes out with that like supermodel or something and it's like, Oh, yeah, oh yeah. she's, we know she's terrible. Cause she's taking a picture of her food. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Is there, like, is there a more obvious joke in the universe? Like, it's just so lazy. And, like, this is a show that wins Emmys for writing. So (laughs) it should be better. It should be better. It should be better when you're trying to get an important message across. And it should be better with when you're writing jokes. It was not good. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just, like, it was just very, like, frustrating, you know? Yes. So annoying. Very unfortunate, but glad we watched it so that now we can say that. Yeah. And we have a million reasons why. (laughs) Check our, yeah, we'll have essays and blog posts on it. But it is funny because all these complaints, um, like, I still think that there are, like, worst worst shows out there technically you know like i still yeah did want to see what was going to happen with the characters most of them and things like that i think but that almost made it more frustrating how it just it could and should be so much better than it actually this season was it's true yeah i think i enjoyed the first season i enjoyed the second season and yeah just got lazy and tired you said Mm -hmm. it best but now it's over. I mean, hopefully. We'll see. They did kind of leave it at a little bit of a window for maybe a continuation. But Yeah. Well, there was that cryptic tweet that they that like Apple tweeted. I can't even remember who I think it was like Roy, probably Beard, and then maybe was Nate in the picture. Nate. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, and I also thought it was interesting at the very end when like um Keely kind of presents Rebecca with that book that talks about the women's team. Yeah. I'm like, that's so the direction they should be... go. It is because I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, the only like women led like sports shows I've really seen are from decom originals. Wow. That is, that is a mic drop truth bomb. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's so true. Uh. Okay, crush of the week? Well, I feel like the other two seasons, I probably gave it up to Roy Kent, who I love. He's still my number one guy, but 
I will give it to Jamie Tart this season, even though I was not into his hair. Uh, what was that this hair? Year. I it don't know like why I was literally always wet. <laughs> it was very. It was like wet and crunchy at the same time. Yeah, it was really not good. But he has. He's still cute, and he's actually probably one of the only characters that actually has like changed from where he was in season one. You know, so yeah, kudos. One thing that is funny because is that sometimes the player that was secretly gay they look almost identical to me. And so sometimes I was like, Oh, he got a haircut. Oh no, that's that other guy. Like I really, <laughs> even looking on IMDb, I thought it was Jamie Tart, and it's actually yeah. the other guy. But that um, is very interesting. Yeah. Who is your crush? You know, I'm going to give it to Sam. I wish we could have seen even more of mm. him. Yeah. Um, but he's just such a cutie and I really liked him. I did like whenever he and Rebecca had kind of like a little flirty moment. I know. I was that still was kind good. of rooting for them to have a little hookup situation, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I like it. I can I don't remember all the, the bad parts. <laughs> Other it, than her being Rebecca's his boss. Love life, yeah. It's messed up. We've Maybe had enough. Like, we've had play on another team or something. Yeah, and like we've had plenty of older men going after younger women in shows. Let's yes switch around, see how it goes. I love it. Um, it Rebecca, her little like Amsterdam romance. The uh-huh. whole time I was like, you don't even have your phone. Like I know that nothing bad's gonna happen to you, but I'm scared. I would. Yes. This is not a good. This is not. This is not a recommendation for what a woman should do traveling <laughs> and by herself like even in if Amsterdam hot, it was just I was nervous even though I this show nothing's gonna happen to her but yeah I was scared just not saying. very smart no it's over we did it we completed the entire series I'm proud of us yes uh thank you for listening to us mostly complain It's been a while, though, so you're welcome. Bye. Bye.